All right, greetings. This is Mr. B, Mr. Breckenridge, checking in on uh, week number eight of student teaching. Um, <clears throat> it was a busy week. Um, so I, um, I had been speaking with Hannah and just kind of talking about the idea of, um, you know, gradually increasing my responsibilities in the, in the classroom. Um, kind of specifically in terms of uh, lessons and planning lessons in my my workload for how many lessons I would be teaching. And <clears throat> with that in mind, just thinking about it coming up in the near future will be my lead teach window in a couple weeks, few weeks, um, that this week I would lead teach uh, three days out of a uh, out of a short four day week. Friday was a I uh, was a marking day for us for report cards. Um, so that meant that I um, I taught all lessons on Monday, March 8th, Tuesday, March 9th, and Thursday, March 11th. Um, that was, it was a good experience. It was definitely, you know, it was definitely challenging um, just in terms of, uh, of workload and planning. Um, fortunately, you know, Han has been just amazing with <clears throat> excuse me amazing with uh helping me plan and just being making herself really available to support me however she can um so for monday on our math lesson it was uh unit four lesson eight and this was using proof drawings to solve multi-digit addition problems and i had taught a lesson on this uh previ um, previously and i had been observed on it um and I think that what I learned from the first lesson really paid off a lot in, in this lesson. Um, essentially, what I learned in that first lesson was, well, I just, I'm thinking about my, my content knowledge and just how to teach. I had been really prepared um, in terms of, you know, really practicing the problems at home, writing them out. Um, and feeling confident about it and having a good plan for how I wanted to move forward with my students. Um, but during the, the observation, um, you know, what I hadn't planned for is just more of like, um, strategic things, not even strategic, more just like, um, I can't even think of the word for it right now, but let's just say, you know, practical matters such as using the, the smart board effectively um, with the way that I'm uploading my, or just using the smart board to present my, my, my problems. I've just been kind of using the workbook page, just doing a cut and paste of that onto like one smart notebook page. And there's just not enough space. And, and so when I'm running out of space, when I'm writing my, my problems and teaching them and going through them with the kids, um, essentially what happened was just that my work was, I was starting to get confused in my own work because I was running out of space, which is, um, I mean, that's a really good thing to think about. I was even just thinking about how, when I'm teaching my writing unit coming up, you know, we have to teach kids to kind of plan ahead for the amount of space that they're going to need, which is a new concept and just interesting connecting that to my math. So anyways, long story short, because of, uh, some of the takeaways that I'd had from my lesson, kind of using the same skill from the previous week, my math lesson on Monday went really well. Um, in language arts, we 
um, I did a poetry terms um, um, exercise, and that went that went really well. The kids seemed to be responding well to to poetry at this point in the game. You know, we are kind of looking at the text structure and some of the you know academic language around vocabulary, figurative language, stanzas, um, you know, poet, poem, poetry. Um, and, and then I was just kind of looking at and comparing, you know, how far into the poetry terms we, we go with, or with the figurative language terms, I should say that we go with third grade. Um, we, it was kind of limited to, you know, simile, metaphor, um, personification, um, what else? Rhyme, repetition, uh, those kinds of things. I just remember we didn't we didn't go into onomatopoeia um, or some of those other more just just further in depth with the poetry terms. But the kids responded overall fairly well to the lesson. Um, I think it was still um, well, it was just brand new. And so they were just kind of getting their, their getting a feel for it. Um, we did do an activity. I don't know what it's called, but it's it's something that uh, Miss Huberty did in math a couple weeks ago. And so we applied it to uh, for poetry, which worked out well. Where essentially we just have like a little line from a poem about you know maybe twenty different examples just taped up in different different parts of the room. Could maybe even call it and around the world. And the students have um, a sheet with a corresponding number for each of those little stations, and they go around um, and read each little piece of the, the poetry of the or example of the of the poetry, and decide which um, which type of figurative language it is. Um, I remember during that one, um, it's a uh, this is just sort of a, a free thought that I'm thinking of as I think of that activity, but the idea that um, I guess students being absent and how problematic that can be, because I, I feel like oftentimes I feel like the students who are absent more frequently are, are the ones who struggle a little bit more. And just thinking about how to handle um, you know, students who are absent coming back in, feeling lost, feeling as though they don't know what they're doing, where we're at, and kind of shutting down. So I don't really have any answers on that, but I'm just thinking out loud about um, how to handle that. Um, and, you know, just kind of about responsibility and how to um, help kids manage those, their, their responsibilities when they're, when they're absent and how they can still access the learning for the day. Um, Otherwise, um, I don't think I, well, I'll just keep going on. And then uh, we were just doing some social studies review for our test on uh, on chapter five. Um, looking at my teaching on, on Tuesday, um, continued with regrouping in math. That lesson went well. Um, continued with nonfiction comprehension. Um, just did an activity continuing to look at, at text features um, 
just kind of getting more into MCA prep right now, which has been dominating things coming up to our MCA testing and, uh, and then did some more social studies review. Um, I would say the one thing notable that I, that I, um, that I reflected on was just the way that, um, some difficulty I had had with the student, um, during the social studies test. Um, essentially the way that we're approaching this social studies test is, um, almost like a, a review. A review for the you could even think of it a little bit of a like an mca review um just in you know as important as the concepts were in the social studies test what we were really wanting the kids to focus in on is learning how to use their books to um to find the information that they need using the text features learning how to reread how to read for different purposes and things like that um and you know even having reviewed that and really just been focusing on it for quite, you know, for weeks now, you know, you still have students who will, you know, read a question and just an attempt to answer it from memory. And I had a student who, um, who had almost finished her test and, but she was on one of the last pages and she was asking me how to spell the word equality. And I, what I saw that she was doing is she was, you know, she was answering the question from, from memory. Um, but because the point that we've been impressing was how to, how to use the book to find answers. You know, I just, I told her she needed to, um, that I wasn't going to help her spell this word that she needed to find it because the word was, um, present in many places in this, in this chapter in the different lessons. And so I pressed her on that and she got mad and she kind of put her head down and, and she's a student who, falls asleep a lot in class. Um, and so she didn't finish her test. So the next day um, I had her and another group of students come back and, and finish their tests. And she kind of did the same thing where she was frustrated because I wasn't going to just hand the answer to her. Um, so she kind of put her head down and so I, I would kind of go to one student, help them a little bit, come back to her and say, you know, we've been talking about this all week. You, you can use, you can use the book, but it requires you trying right now. And I don't see you trying. And, and if you don't try this, we're not going to be able to get through this. Um, tried that a few times, kept going, getting nothing from her. Even like I found myself kind of in each instance, um, maybe supporting one step further and not feeling comfortable with that until I got to the point where I had, I'd gotten her on a page where she could find the word um, and she still hadn't done anything until I finally just said, what did I say to her? I said, I said, I have, I've done everything that I can do to, to help you right now. You need, you need to do this work. I'm not going to answer the questions for you. You're the student. I'm the teacher. Your job is to work now. It was just a lot more assertive and, um, and then she finally did the work, but I'd been reflecting on that. I just, I was thinking how, I mean, sometimes in those moments, it does take that level of assertion or being assertive, um, but something didn't quite feel perfect about it. And I was just kind of thinking more about like, you know, the rapport piece um, and, you know, how, how is our rapport? Is it trusting? Um, have I earned the right? Um, 
to make those kinds of demands. I'm not quite sure I'm exploring that. I was happy that it worked and that she got to work, but um, I'm still looking at that. So all in all, it was a, it was a busy week um, teaching uh, three full days of lessons. And I think I will leave it there for now with my reflection. Thank you for listening.